Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. I mean, stop singer. Toss on off the first in time to get seven. Three run homer. Robinson can off the lefty specialist Fernando Abad. And the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye, baseball. Straight away, center field. Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven. Scoreless innings. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. All right. Welcome back to Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Thanks for being here again. Hopefully, you enjoyed a great holiday weekend. Man, uh, the Mariners certainly did. An undefeated weekend. Pretty remarkable. Ho hum. Just another one run victory as the Mariners continue, just seemingly day in and day out, to win one run ball games. Mariners have now won nine of their last ten ball games, and they've done it in similar fashion. It's really amazing. I mean, the formula is set. It's excellent starting pitching, uh, a bullpen that doesn't get touched, and then just enough offensively through losses and injuries and everything else to score enough to get it done. I mean, it is just remarkable right now. You look at it going into yesterday, the Mariners the third best record in the big league since April 24th, 21 and 10 at the time, now 22 and 10. The rotation in ERA just over three in that stretch, 169 punch outs, 42 walks, opponents batting just 229 against them. Pitching staff has been awesome. The bullpen has been lights out. In the last 10 games, Mariners winning nine of them. The bullpen has a 0-3-3 ERA. <laughs> One run and two walks in over 27 innings of work. It is just ridiculous. Really, really fun, but ridiculous. And again, Edwin Diaz saving another one-run game. He is just remarkable. The whole team is. This is what a fun stretch this has been. We're going to go through the ball game last night. It should be fun. Some great highlights coming your way. Reaction to that one as well. And also, pitching has been so great. It's been the name of the game. Uh, so I sit down with Bill Kruger, and he has his breakdown of what's been a remarkable stretch. And a big part of that has been Marco Gonzalez, who has been amazing and was yesterday. The 2-2. Strike three called. He freezes him. Gets him looking at a changeup lower outside corner. Third strikeout on what has been a very effective day for Marco Gonzalez. Marco Gonzalez now has not allowed an earned run in his last 19 and a third innings pitched, which is pretty remarkable. His last seven starts, a 2-0-8 ERA, 10 earned in over 43 innings of work, 34 punch outs along the way. Four of the seven, he has not allowed an earned run. He has been in a big-time groove, and he was yesterday, which is a good thing because the Mariners had a tough time breaking through against Doug Fister. They finally did. Nelson Cruz tied this one up. The 1-0. Cruz swings, belts this left field, base hit, span, hits the back at third. Here he comes, waving home. Span scores standing. He gallops across home plate. And Nelson Cruz has tied this game at one with two outs in the bottom of the sixth inning. And then Kyle Seeger coming through in a big way. The 2-1. Seeger swings, line drive, right field, base hit. Hanniger steams into third base. He makes the turn. He crosses home. And Kyle Seeger, Rangers killer, 
Gives the Mariners a 2-1 lead in the bottom of the sixth inning. Yeah, two runs. That's all they needed because Gonzalez and the bullpen close this one down. One on and two outs. Pitch on the way to Gallo. Swing and a towering pop-up. Behind the bag at second. Shallow center. Romine going out. Heredia coming in. Heredia is there and he makes the catch and the ball game is over. The Mariners win it 2-1. Sugar with a save. How sweet it is. And the Mariners take the opening game of the four-game series with the Rangers. A final score of 2-1. to The Mariners have now won four in a row and another one-run victory for the Mariners. And another comeback win. Their 16th come-from-behind win of the year. And these guys just keep coming back time and time again. And they did it again. I mean, 16 comeback wins now for the Mariners. <laughs> I mean... The uh, 16 and 8 and one run games as well. It's just unbelievable. Another impressive win. The Mariners 13 games above 500 now. They win 2-1 to one against the Texas Rangers in the first of a four-game series. And here's the skipper talking about it. You know, again, uh, pitching. Pitching's the name of the game. Uh, it's it's been a crazy run we've been on, and it, like I said, it seems like every day I'm saying the same thing. It's just driven by the consistency of our our starting pitching, and, and now the bullpen has been really good for for a long stretch. So, uh, just enough offense uh, <laughs> to give us uh, the W today. It was nice to see the other guys in the middle. You know, Cruzy big hit, uh, Sieg's big RBI there, and uh, yeah, can't say enough uh, about the job our pitching staff has done. Marco has been a guy that, I mean, there were some questions coming into the year from, from a lot of people. He's kind of answering some stuff here. Yes, there was a, a lot of questions from a lot of people. Yeah, and, and I'm really happy for him. I think, uh, you know, that's what our scouts saw when we made the trade for him. Uh, the guys in the front office recognized that if you get this guy, you know, get him back completely healthy in a really good environment. He could be a guy that could carry innings. Um, he's working his way deeper into ball games, which is great to see. Um, and today I didn't really think it was his sharpest outing. You know, they laid off a lot of close pitches. They got some deep counts on him. Um, but he hung in there. And I was glad to, to let him work through you know, as far as we could there in the seventh inning uh, before going to Pazzo. So uh, he continues to build confidence, uh, which is great to see. And, and we're going to need it as this thing continues on throughout the year. He's a guy that we're, we're relying on right now. It's six solid, sometimes through seven innings, which is awesome. seems like in the stretch, he's just built a lot of confidence, uh, attacking hitters. And how different is his mentality this year, maybe compared to where he was even last year? Yeah, you know, there, there's no doubt. He is, um, you know, when there's traffic or he's a couple guys on base, whatever, he's just continuing to pound the strike zone. Um, today it was off the edges a little bit more than what we've seen uh, in most uh, recent outings. But, uh, you know, uh, the curveball, I go back and keep talking about it. I don't think people understand the importance of that pitch for him. Um, instead of just the fastball changeup, having the curveball to go to has been, it's been a game changer. And uh, you see it uh, every time out there. It's a pitch he, he's very comfortable going to. He's landing it for strikes, and it's been, been huge. How did you uh, like the Colomay-Diaz combo for the first time? It's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I had the three amigos is what I call them in my office today. Uh, Acasio, Colomay, and Eddie, and kind of explained to them, you know, how this thing is going to work. And some days you'll see, you know, Eddie's going to be our closer. Uh, he's one of the best in the league. Uh, 
he's, he's on a great run here this year. Um, you know, Colomay's done it. There'll be some days where Colomay being the eighth, Nicasio in the seventh. It could be flipped some days, some days when Eddie needs a day off. You know, you'll see Colomay back there. So um, and it's not just those guys. Pazzo's throwing the ball great. Um, you know, Ryan Cook, we, we've got a, a really complete bullpen right now. So, you know, if the starting pitching continues to go, you're going to see some some low-scoring games. Hopefully our, our offense can kick it in gear a little bit as we get some guys back. Gene should be back tomorrow. Uh, D Gordon, uh, hopefully there shortly. You know, thereafter, maybe Thursday or Friday for for D. You guys are 13 games above 500 and have a plus 13 run differential. That is like the epitome of just doing what it takes to win. Just enough. What, what do you think that says about you? It is, and you know, a lot of the people say, "Oh, you can't sustain that. It'll catch up with you." I don't know. I'm not worried about. It. I worry about tomorrow's game, uh, and that's how our ball club's looking at it. We find a way to win. Um, it's been, you know, some come from behind wins. It's been late inning, big hits, some home runs. There's been a number of different ways we've done it. Um, and I think this team, when we've got a, a one-run lead, or even if we're tied or we're down by run, we kind of get that feel that good things are going to happen. That's what good th- teams do. They find a way to win. That's what we're doing. Nelson Cruz really stung that ball in the sixth inning. How close is he to kind of... Yeah, you'd really like to see him go on one of those tears. And it usually starts happening with the ball. He starts banging off the wall or going over the wall. He's had a hard time getting the ball in the air, you know, timing-wise. He's hit a lot of balls hard, but on the ground. He's not going to beat many of those out uh, for infield hits. So, you know, I think the timing's getting better, uh, not where it needs to be yet. And I think he's the first to say that. But at the end of the year, we'll look up and, and Nelly will have his numbers and he'll be right there. So, um, very confident in him and, and how he goes about it. Like, sooner the better. And he's working his tail off to get there. Scott, I think you've won nine of 10 now. To do so without Robbie, without Gene for some of those, be able to do that offensively with those guys out. What does that say about you guys? Well, we have a good team. It's team. Uh, it really is, and I think that's <laughs> clubs that, that do get on the uh, on the right side of the wins and losses. Mark, uh, it's not just one or two guys that are driving the train every day. It's a, it's a collective group. It's a group that likes playing with each other. They get along. Uh, they give each other a hard time. They enjoy being with each other, coming to the ballpark, and taking on that day's challenge. And you know, we have a uh, the culture uh, that is in our clubhouse right now. The environment. It's, it's conducive to winning. Guys got a smile on their face and just go out and be who you are. I said it from day one here, and as we continue to add guys, you know, Denard Span and, and Cola, man, just whatever it takes. You want to wear your hat sideways? I don't care. You know, be who you are. Go out and do your job. Has Manny Acta told you yet that your job's down to the eighth inning now? Uh, no. No. Sometimes I listen to Manny, sometimes I don't. <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, you know, we, 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 these guys are really good. They're very talented. They've got great arms. They've got good secondary pitches. Uh, those guys in the other dugout are really good, too. Uh, we take nothing uh, for granted here. You know, like to have a little bit more cushion when we go to the 8th and ninth, and we'll continue to work on that. Did, uh, did Gene have any sort of setback? Or no, he didn't. He didn't. It was uh, just a conservative. I think our, our doctors wanted to make sure he's 100%. We'll have a normal pregame tomorrow. We'll be out taking BP, ground balls. He'll have more to get going. Gene, Gene was disappointed. He, he was ready to go. Uh, today, but you know, take the you know cautious approach on this one. He'll be in there tomorrow. And what was your view of the Bach call? The uh, umpire thought that he had stopped and then started again. And it's kind of you know many of the the pitchers in Tampa do a similar thing when they check the runner at first base, and you know maybe he did stop for a second more than he did. But it was you know, one of those calls. There was. That's great news, too, about Gene Segura. Looks like he'll be in the lineup today, and D. Gordon right around the corner as well. That's certainly going to help the cause offensively to have that one-two punch back at the top. Span added to the mix as well. We'll hear from him in just a moment, but let's first hear from Marco Gonzalez, 
who was brilliant in this one and has been just outstanding for the Mariners. Um, I think we just saw they were aggressive right, right from the beginning, you know, and them getting secondaries as I was looking at them. I think we kind of licking our chops, uh, looking to get a couple guys there and, and credit the middle of the infield. They had their heads up and we're in a couple plays that were really nice. Where does the confidence have to be on that one? Because if it gets yeah. away from anybody, that's a game changer. Right. No, it's something I worked on. I threw a ball in center field uh, a couple starts ago on a double play, so I was just trying to redeem myself and um, just trying to stay in the moment, throw a strike to, to second base. Mark, on three straight starts, you haven't given up a What's the common thread for you over those three um, just staying aggressive. I think just giving our team a chance to, to come back up to the plate. I think we we have so much faith in, in our lineup right now. I'm, I'm just trying to keep my part short and simple and, and get back in the dugout for, for us to, um, to swing the bats. What's your reaction to those numbers, though? I mean, those are all-star, all-star type stretch. Can you see that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to pay too much attention to that. I think um, trying to keep my approach simple and Throw a lot of strikes, get ahead of guys, and, and good things will happen when you do that. Um, you know, keeping a good mix of pitches and, and you know, keeping our, our team a chance to win. Both Zanino and the, and the skipper said that you didn't have your best stuff today. And what did you take from that and still putting up zeros? Yeah, it was one of those starts where you battle. Um, the strike zone was great early on and then uh, started to shrink a little bit. So a um, couple borderline pitches, I think, changed them at bats. Um, but obviously, you know, with the four walks, I have a high standard for myself for, for being able to throw strikes, and so that's something I need to clean up for sure. I think the curveball was pretty big the last outing. Did you yeah. use it more or the same today? I think about the same. I think the usage has, has kind of been the same across the board, but I've been really happy with it. I know that Z loves going to it, and I have a lot of confidence in it right now too. Mark, we've heard you talk so much about attacking hitters, being confident. How different is this mentality for you maybe even last year and years past, just where you're at right now confidence-wise? Yeah. Night and day. Um, I think the the second year back from surgery has done wonders. But um, you know, my body's feeling good, my arms feeling good, and that's number one. And I think off of that, uh, knowing that I need to get ahead of guys, I need to get in good counts, and and you know, uh, keep that aggressive approach. I think that that's just something that I've been working on and, and finally putting together. Do you think there was ever time coming off of the surgery you start to really feel? strong and confident in your arm too? Yeah, the start of the spring training, I think I really knew that I, I was finally over some things, um, you know, and, and found a good routine for myself. Been able to try to stay on uh, stay on the process of my arm care and, and things like that are really important every day. So uh, try not to take any days off and, and stay after that. There was Marco Gonzalez, who was outstanding again for the Mariners. How about Mike Zunino on the field after the game, talking to Shannon Dreyer about the win? Thank you, Rick. I'm down here with Mike Zanino. Mike, we saw some terrific pitching today, and I want to start with Marco Gonzalez because he's really had something going on, not just today, not just three outings ago, but for about the last six outings, he's really figured something out, particularly against the right-handers. Yeah, I don't think Marco's getting nearly as much credit as, he, as he's due. He's been throwing the ball extremely well, keeping us in ball games. Um, you know, it, it, Today was probably his best start in the sense of I don't think he had everything that that he wanted. He had to fight through some stuff, and, and he made some great adjustments. And to me, that shows that he's really maturing as a pitcher, and he's really helping this ball club. One of the things I love watching in him is the determination. And he says, you kind of match fire with fire with him. Do you have fun catching him? All the time. You know, uh, it's one of those things where he's always on the attack. And I think that mentality has really helped him this year. And uh, for him uh, to be able to go after hitters with all of his pitches is one of those things that, that is really going to make him good and puts the hitters on the defensive. We saw the new guy again today, two days in a row. It's the first time you've caught Alex Colomay. What would you see from him? Uh, it's nasty. Uh, 
it was a, a great addition for us. You know, uh, this bullpen keeps getting stronger and stronger, and uh, to have, you mean, I mean, four, five, six guys that are closer-type guys at the, the, the end of that bullpen is uh, something special. You say all that with a big smile. What about the guy at the end? He gets the day off. We see a lot of 98 early from him. What does that do for him to just get that little break? It lets him recharge. You know, I think it's one of those two. You know, it's, it's always tough to, to have that off day, and it could have been called on again. But uh, it was nice that he recharged, came back. Uh, I think you've just seen a whole new Eddie. I mean, he's very mature, and he's going about his business in a great way. Great to see you, Mike. Thank you. Great. Thank you. There was Mike Zanino after the ball game, too. Tremendous win for the Mariners as the M's now get ready to take on Texas again tonight. Three more in this series coming. Felix will get the ball. Austin Bibbins, Dirks, will go for the Rangers. Felix 5-4, and four, a 5-5-8. Five, five, uh, Bibbins, Dirks, 0-1, a 5-6-8 ERA. Then James Paxson on Wednesday. you got to love that, the way Paxson is dealing. Boy, it makes you... You know, Texas Rangers are striking out at a record pace. And then you have Paxton going against them on Wednesday. You just kind of salivate and wonder what we'll see in that one. Matt Moore, who has really struggled, will go for the Rangers 1-5 and five with a 7-9-9. And then on Thursday, Mariners will see Mike Miner again. They've had success against him. Wade LeBlanc, who's been brilliant, will go on Thursday. And then Tampa comes in after that. Well, it has been a very fun homestand already, and Mariners look to have some more fun tonight and the rest of this series against the Rangers. First pitch, 7-10 tonight. Hopefully we'll see you at Safeco Field. I want to get to Denard Spann, made his first start in a Mariners uniform after coming over from Tampa Bay. We had a chance to catch up with the newest Mariners outfielder. No, nah, it definitely was not easy. Uh, when I first got the call that I uh, gotten traded, um, and they said to where I was like, come again. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, once it actually settled us, uh, settled in or, you know, I, I was able to process it. Um, you know, I got excited right away. This is, a um, an opportunity that, um, you know, at this point in my career that, um, I want to hopefully take advantage of and, you know, just come in here and, um, just try to fit in with these guys. They already have a good ball club here. Um, so it's just a opportunity that, uh, you know, that I'm looking forward to and, and uh, just thankful that, uh, you know, Jerry and the Mariners, you know, thought that highly of me to bring me over here to, to help this team. You, you've seen what this team's been doing recently, kind of excited to jump in and be a part of that. Most definitely, most definitely. Like I said, you know, they've already been rolling. Um, I just want to, you know, try to come in and, and, you know, add as much as I can, you know, both on the field and uh, with my experience off, you know, in the clubhouse. So um, definitely a, a young, fun, energetic ball club that, um, like I said, I'm just looking forward to, to being a part of. What? What's your morning been like? Your first morning in the clubhouse? Um, just a lot of hellos, a lot of names. I don't, I forgot all you guys' names already. <laughs> uh, so just, you know, just just a lot of hellos and, um, you know, just a lot of smiles and and uh, just excited, a lot of excitement. You've already got a good relationship with D. Gordon. Yeah. Was he the one that gave you a call when you got the news of the trade? I don't know. That might be a little confidential. Nah. <laughs> um, yeah, he was the one that kind of tipped me off a little bit. He tipped me off. Not ticked me off. He tipped me off with the P. <laughs> um, and, and told me something possibly was brewing. Um, so I kind of had a heads up uh, about a couple hours before it happened. Uh, but, um, you know, you still don't know until it officially happens. But, um, you know, as soon as he hit me up, he was, you know, very excited to have me in. Um, so yeah, so he was 
he was the guy that reached out first. Before you left Tampa on Friday, you said you thought you might be dealt some, at some point this season. You're oh, just surprised sure. about the time. Why did Why did you feel like that you wouldn't end up playing a whole season there? Um, just given the status of my my contract, I'm you know free agent at the end of the season. Um, I know the position that Tampa Bay is in as far as rebuilding, um, trying to shed as much salary as they can. So you know, um, felt like at some point I I just didn't feel like I would be there the whole season unless we were playing well, which we were kind of playing better. So, um, but I, I in my mind I was like, oh, I have at least until end of July to be home and, and you know my family and stuff like that. But um, so that definitely caught me off guard. But actually getting traded didn't catch me off guard. But just the timing of it. You don't come over here alone, and we did get to see a little bit of him last night. But tell us a little bit about Alex. Alex, man, he's a quiet assassin. He doesn't say much, um, but he goes out there and, and gets the job done. He's a bulldog, and uh, um, I think uh, I'm almost certain I think he has the most saves in the last two or three years um, in all the baseball. So um, he's as advertised. Scott raved about your approach at the plate and your ability to get on base. How has that grown? I mean, have you always been that guy, or has that gotten better with each passing year? It's weird. I mean, it seems like each year, um, you know, I've had different challenges or, you know, I've, I've grown in different ways. Um, you look, you know, across my career, you know, some years I've um, I've walked more than others. And, and I think a lot of it just has to do with, um, you know, just how, how I'm feeling, how you're feeling at the plate. You know, if you're um, in a good hitting position, if you're balanced, then, you know, the, the game is going to be slowed up a lot more. And, and uh, I think this year, even though you know my average didn't say it, but I, you know I've been seeing the ball good. I've having good at bats, putting, putting, um, you know, putting good swings on balls. Just haven't had much luck. Um, so that, that's allowed me to, to be able to you know just slow the game down and and uh, have good at bats. Couldn't have been easy for you to. Sounds like you live in Tampa, right? I do live in Tampa. And you have your family all there and stuff. Yeah, that's home. How busy has the past couple of days been? Just getting everybody situated and getting here and yeah. dealing with all. It's this. been very busy. Um, you know, we just actually just. You know, bought a home back there, so we, it's been chaos at our at our home in Tampa. And um, you know, my family's not here with me right now, but they will you know be here within the next week, next couple weeks to to join me here in Seattle. So I'm definitely missing them. But um, you know, once they get things together, they'll be up here. Has that been the most chaotic part of all this? Yeah, especially when we have a seven month old son too. So you throw that in the mix. Um, you know, I wanted to be here yesterday, but uh, you know, Jerry was uh, so gracious enough to allow me to come a, a day later just so I could get things in, you know, in order for my wife and uh, my family back home. So there's Denard Span take on the Rangers tonight. And they're pitching. We talked about how good their pitching has been. To give us a, a great breakdown, it's Bill Kruger. Well, Bill, I thought it would be the perfect time to sit down and talk with you. You look at the last month, and the pitching has really been tremendous for the Mariners. And I want to start with James Paxton at the top, who's been Amazing. What have you seen from Paxton, especially as of late? Well, I don't think it's it should be such an eye-opener. I mean, we certainly believe that he has immense talent. And, you know, he gave us a couple of pretty strong glimpses last year. He had two months where he overwhelmed the competition, much like he's doing right now. But he, <clears throat> but he got hurt. And that made it, it kind of watered down our thoughts about James Paxton. And not he, he ain't unable to really get recognized, I mean, across the game for being as good as he is. But, uh, you know, you look at his last five starts, and it's a coming of age. Uh, uh, and I think the big thing with James is that he recognizes now, really recognizes now how good he is and that he's uh, not giving the opponents much uh, credit. I mean, he's just attacking with his fastball, and that's just setting the stage for everything else he's got. One of the other guys that's stood out in a big way is Edwin Diaz. He has been lights out, closed out just about anything. What have you seen from Edwin Diaz from 
last year to taking this step this year? Well, I think he's pitching in a lot of uh, what I call winning situations, game-closing situations. I think this kid is just he's just, uh, he's just deemed for greatness mm-hmm. because he really revs it up when the game's on the line. He loves the, the ninth inning with the one-run lead, and he, he just relishes that opportunity. And we're not, uh, Last year he had a lot of uh, pitches where he didn't pitch very much, and I think it kind of hurt his ability. The World Baseball Classic I think really hurt him last year because he needed to have a foundation of spring training mm-hmm. to get more command and, and, and to dial in his release point. And now we're seeing him do it much more consistently. He has a little trouble here and there with his fastball, but uh, boy, when he does have fastball command, it's pretty much over. He's two strikes, uh, two strikeouts an inning, and left-handers or right-handers are going down uh, left and right, no problem. League's hitting a buck off of him. I mean, it's it's an amazing, an amazing show, and boy, the Mariners made a great decision, changing him from a starter to reliever a couple years ago. Yeah, that's really worked out. Another decision that's worked out is acquiring James Pazos, who's been a big weapon out of the bullpen. What have you seen from Pazos so far? Well, you know, kind of a big kid that was rough around the edges when the Mariners got him a couple years ago. He threw across his body, and his mechanics weren't very cleaned up. And they did a nice job of cleaning him up in spring training, and for about half the season he had it right, then he started to fall apart. Uh, And then this year, he didn't come out of the chute very well, so the Mariners didn't give him any chances. And, uh, boy, it took about a month to realize that this guy is shutting it down every time he's out there. (laughs) And with each successive outing, his command even gets better. Mm-hmm. His fastball velocity and the life on his fastball gets bigger. He's landing his slider. It doesn't matter left-handed or right-handed. I mean, certain left-handers aren't hitting him at all. And I think it's a big deal because I think you have to have some mix and match at the end. I think it's very difficult to just line up right-handers and say everybody's done, no matter who they are. So I think Pozzle's in the middle of the mix with Nicasio and Vincent and uh, Ryan Cook, and Mm -hmm. that group, I think, really adds to this team, makes them tough. We've seen Marco Gonzalez, too, career-high seven innings last time out. He's been a consistent six-inning guy. What have you seen in the steps for Marco Gonzalez? Well, I think the big thing was, first of all, he had to believe that he was going to be okay. And uh, he got through that. Very thoughtful, conscientious guy, um, really smart. And uh, I think that um, what he's now realized, that his stuff is plenty good. And I think what's been very amazing to me is to see what a consistent strike thrower he is. Um, I think we were worried a little too much about how big his arm was when really what we should have been paying more attention to is his location. And his ability to locate, get first pitch strikes, he's doing that at a 68% clip. We knew he had a great changeup. The league knows he has a great changeup. But he's learning that it doesn't have have to be his changeup. His curveball is not only a get-me-over, throw-a-strike pitch, but it's also a swing-and-miss pitch that he can use with left-handers or right-handers. The cutter's been a nice pitch to kind of mix in there. I think he got a little too focused on it early and now he's uh, understanding better how to use it um, but I think you know the, the impressive thing is no walks and uh, and as long as he understands that it doesn't have to buy, be a binary outcome you don't have to strike everybody out mm-hmm. that uh, allowing uh, contact early in the count with a pitch in the in the outer part of the plate that's fine move the lineup along keeps you have not having to use everything you got to get every guy out, even though he's really good at doing that. He mixes it, and you don't really know what's coming, which has made him super tough. Um, really impressed. I think he's a great story. It's been a long stretch of the rotation, seemingly giving the Mariners at least six every time out. They're in the top ten in, in innings pitched. How important is that? Uh, to get the consistent innings from the starters and go hand-in-hand with the bullpen. The way that they, that baseball wants to play today, you want to have those specialists. 
and it used to be maybe two guys, but now it's more like four or, or more, mm -hmm. that you really want to be able to slot in, not overuse them, and use them often during the week, but not get them so overused that you can't do that. Right. And so the starter plays the role of how much how far can we get along so we don't have to use those guys more than we really want to? Uh, I've always been a big believer that there's something about the theory of evolution that starters are the best guys, and I think that they should be pushed a little bit harder, but baseball doesn't maybe necessarily agree with me. But the Mariners are living proof of what it means to get six or more. And uh, certainly James Pax is a big part of that. Felix Hernandez is going to find it and be a big part of that. Mike Leake is steady Eddie. But the real story of this team, the real story, outside of all the things they've done well so far this season, is Marco Gonzalez and Wade LeBlanc. Mm -hmm. Those were areas we that, that the Mariners didn't know they had it. And both those guys have been extremely consistent. LeBlanc, another great find by Jerry DePoto. And you know what? There were a lot of pitchers like Wade LeBlanc back when I played mm -hmm. that pitched 175 innings and were really good. Baseball's kind of frowned upon that guy because he doesn't throw 93 and above. Well, that's really short-sighted. Smart, the Mariners found him, and he can help this team, and he is helping this team. He really has. Great breakdown. Thanks, Bill. Oh, you bet. My pleasure. See you later!